Welcome back to the Hot Stove Podcast. I'm here with Connor Ford and James Tashi, and today we're going to be talking about trades that have happened in the MLB. Tyler Glasnow, a.k.a. known as Killian Murphy, had got traded to L.A. about maybe a week ago. The Rays acquired Ryan Pepio, front of the podcast, and Johnny Lucia, an outfielder. The Dodgers acquired Tyler Glasnow and inked an extension five years over $135 million, along with Manuel Margot for infield depth. What are you guys' first impressions on this deal? Yeah, and it's a great deal for the Dodgers to just get more stacked than they already are. They come in as the World Series favorites, and a great pitcher like Glasnow can do that, along with the outfield addition of Manuel Margot for an outfield bat. Uh, Glasnow has been a great pitcher for the last couple years. He inked an extension almost immediately following this deal, and he's here to stay in L.A., and they are most likely going to make a deep run in this playoffs, and he'll be a major piece of that. Yeah, I think the uh, the Dodgers definitely won this deal. You know, guys like Pepio and DeLuca really haven't proven themselves at the big league level yet. So uh, if you get a guy like Glasnow who's done it year after year, I think uh, the Dodgers have definitely won this deal. Uh, you know, one thing about the Rays, they they always win trades. You know, they got Glasnow in the Pirates deal for Chris Archer, and they all got Austin Meadows in that deal as well. Rays are really good at trading. Uh, they get really good value out of their players. I want to talk about the 2025 Dodgers rotation, looking ahead to the future. Shohei Otani, who signed a $700 million deal. Not really, but, you know, we'll take it. Tyler Glasnow, you know, five years, 135. As James said, he's here to stay in this rotation. Future star Bobby Miller uh, in this rotation. Walker Bueller and Dustin May. What sticks out about this rotation is four or five of these guys have had major arm surgeries. Well, yeah, but they're all going to be pitching at a very solid level. You know what Bueller's capable of. You know what, I mean, every guy in this rotation is capable of at their best. Now, I think one complaint that does come in is people complaining about the Dodgers just ruining baseball with all the salary thing. You get five, six great arms out there in the rotation, along with an elite bullpen, and then you also come in with a lineup that baseball has never seen as good in a long time. So, I mean, you just see this baseball is the only league with a salary or without a salary cap. And I think those complaints about the Dodgers just buying players, making themselves the favorites, and just having stacked guys at every single spot. And people will see that act of truly ruining what baseball really is. Yeah, I think the, uh, the wild card in this rotation is definitely Bobby Miller. He, uh, he did put up a solid season last year in his rookie season, and it, uh, it will be interesting to see if he can uh, get better this season. But I think if he's able to... Uh, the Dodgers will definitely have the best rotation in baseball. Yeah, a lot of things have to go right for the Dodgers to have the best rotation in baseball. Obviously, Shohei Otani, who's had two major arm surgeries. Glasnow, who's kind of been up and down with injuries, riddled throughout his career. Walker Buehler, who just came off of Tommy John. And Dustin May, who's just, after that 2020 playoffs, he has really just been riddled. Uh, Glasnow had a 3.53 ERA with the Rays, recording 162 strikeouts. I mean, what do you guys think of Tyler Glasnow? I mean, the thing with Glasnow is he's got to stay out there. And obviously that has been a constant problem throughout this career. When he's out there, he's a great pitcher. He can eat innings. But when he is a, he, there's so much time when he's not out there that this could really push the Rays as the winner of this trade by shipping Glasnow out, never having to pay that extension, and just getting two young guys in they can develop and do that for a fraction of the price of what the Dodgers are paying. Yeah, I think Glasnow was also a guy that was uh, kind of riddled by the sticky stuff crackdown. I think um, when they did it in the middle of the season, I know he was a guy that 
He admitted, you know, he used sunscreen and rosin as a part of his routine to get more grip on the ball. And he did have to sit out for a couple of weeks for forearm tightness. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's other methods or how he will adapt to uh, the foreign substance checks after every inning. Yeah, and the Dodgers have a way with pitchers. You know, Tyler Glasnow, not going to be the first guy to, you know, take a next step in his game. Andrew Heaney, a guy who had he got shelled with the Yankees, low guy, but he revived his career in uh, L.A., went to the Texas Rangers, won a World Series. Uh, I'm sure he'll love it in L.A. he get a lot of comparisons to Killian Murphy. I'm sure we'll see that over the season. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, James, you talked about stars on the move for the Rays. Glasnow's not the only star there. Rosarena might get moved. You said they like to you know, ship their star talent for younger star talent. I mean, do you think he gets moved? I mean, they've had a history of trading guys at their peak and just breaking them down into guys that will come in in the future. The Rays have never been, you know, a big market team, big spenders. Once a guy gets that point where he needs that extension and he needs to be one of the highest paid guys in baseball, they're just going to ship him out bring in some guys that are in their early 20s, develop them, and put that same competitive team out on the field once every five years, once they get those guys rolling. Rosarena is kind of the heart of this team, though, so that would be a tough guy to move. The fans love him, the players love him, and he's a very passionate guy, and he really just leads that team in the playoffs. So if they pay anyone, I do think it's Rosarena. He sticks around and he is a Ray for life. Yeah, I agree with James. I think uh, the Rays definitely do have a history of um, moving guys that uh, have produced season after season and are expecting a big payday. So I don't think a Rosarina is going to be any different. I do think he'll be on the move this offseason. Yeah, I'm with you, Connor. I don't just see, I don't see the Rays having a franchise guy. I don't think they really ever had. Expecting, you know, 2020, that success, you know, Glass now and Rosarina really carried them there. Obviously, the loss of Wander Franco really hurts that team chemistry there. I want to talk about another star who's on the move. Juan Soto, 25-year-old, got shipped to the Yankees. He's a three-time All-Star, Silver Slugger winner, along with Trent Grisham, who's a gold glover. And the Padres received Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, and Kyle Gashioka, who's a seasoned veteran who's caught two no-hitters, one of which being a perfect game this year. What are you guys' first impressions on this deal? Well, the Yankees pull in those two big outfielders. They need to really solidify this lineup and be those contenders, play the Yankee way, and be the winners that they've been for their entire existence. Now, you look at the Padres, they get those pitchers they were asking for. Obviously, they were looking to turn some of these hitters into pitchers, and they really do that with this trade, even if it's not that return. When they traded for Juan Soto a year prior, uh, they traded MLB-ready guys like Mackenzie Gore and uh, C.J. Abrams, and then along with prospects like Robert Hassel, James Wood, and just other guys. Uh, that return does not really match this year. However, they're still going to be a competitive team. They know what they're doing. They can make the playoffs, sneak in the wild card. This is probably the Dodgers division, but Padres are always a competitive team. They'll get there still, even without Juan Soto. Yeah, I think uh, Michael King is definitely the uh, winner in this deal. Um, he reminds me a lot of Seth Lugo already in the Padres rotation when he came over from the Mets, he was always a bullpen guy, turned into a rotation piece. So um, I think that's a solid 2-3 for um, San Diego. Yeah, obviously acquiring Drew Thorpe. Uh, he won the best pitcher in the minor leagues last year. I think A.J. Preller did, did his job by getting young pitchers, especially losing Blake Snell this offseason, reportedly. I think Randy Vasquez and Johnny Rito, those are two MLB-ready guys. They've pitched for the major leagues this year. 
Obviously, you know, Borea Ray with the Yankees is kind of expected with the rookie deal. And Kyle Gashioka, he's got some pop in his bat. And he's a seasoned catcher. You know, as I previously mentioned, he had two no-hitters he caught. He's He has a way with pitchers. I think all these young pitchers, they've worked with uh, Kyle Gashioka. I think Drew Thorpe will. These guys are going to thrive in San Diego. But I'm more excited about what the Yankees are getting in Juan Soto. Obviously, this is generational talent. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, Juan Soto coming to uh, Yankee Stadium is definitely a plus for him. You know, putting up 35 home runs in San Diego, I definitely think he will be able to get over 40 with that uh, short uh, short porch and right field. So I think if he's able to do that along with 100-plus RBIs, uh, he will definitely be expecting uh, some sort of payout at the end of the season if the Yankees want to re-sign him. Um, yeah, it's going to take a lot of money to bring him back. The Yankees have money, and obviously they are the big market. They are winners. They are big spenders. They sell tickets. They are probably, if not the most well-known f- sports franchise in America. So they'll spend that money if they have to, especially to keep a guy that's proven himself like Juan Soto. Yeah, Hal Schaumer said the Yankees are going to be the mecca of baseball. He wants the best players to play in the best market. I think Juan Soto, I mean, one year, I guess he'll experience that New York experience, what the all Yankees fans were kind of hoping for this offseason. He'll probably get $500 million. I'm not sure if that's what the Yankees. Yamamoto expected to sign a deal with the Dodgers, Mets, or Yankees. I mean, that definitely takes a toll. I mean, the implications of this trade, I mean, Juan Soto, great player, but for one year, it's a lot. I mean, what do you guys think for a rental? Yeah, I agree. I do I do think the Yankees are definitely uh, wanting to make a run. You know, the past few seasons really haven't lived up to the Yankee way. So, in uh, adding Juan Soto, that's definitely a pop in the lineup. And um, if they do make a playoff run and go deep, uh, possibly into the World Series, um, I definitely think that will determine if they pay Juan Soto in the offseason or not. Yeah, obviously the Yankees have lacked left-handed power. Throughout these playoffs, you know, Greg Bird was probably their last, you know, big guy with big power. Obviously, the acquisitions of Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, those are really haven't panned out what they want. Juan Soto, he's a generational talent. Uh, we talked about, I said previously, he's a rental. I think the Yankees see this as more as a preview to what is the future. I mean, hopefully he likes playing in New York. The Yankees can't offer him that $500 million, but I mean, he's not going to sign it before the season because Scott Boris just doesn't do extensions. Now I want to move into Dylan Cease. Uh, obviously, another he's a star on the rise, 27 years old. Uh, he's got some suitors, Atlanta Braves, Reds, and Baltimore. Do you think he gets moved? Yeah, I think Cease gets moved. I think he's um, kind of done his time in Chicago. Personally, I think he'll uh, be a good piece for Atlanta. You know, um, Atlanta's already shipped off Mike Soroka. Obviously, he had that injury a couple years ago. It really hasn't been the same pitcher. And uh, Dylan Cease-Spencer-Strider combo, I think, would definitely be a lethal piece for Atlanta. Yeah, we heard his name around July, um, heading out at the deadline. However, this never came up, and although many guys were moved, Cease's name was never called that day on that whole week. So now the White Sox, obviously not really in a contending standpoint right now. You have guys like Luis Robert and just other good players. They're just not all the way there. Uh, I had Cease going to Baltimore back in July, and I could still see that being a real possibility. Baltimore is going to try to take that division. It, obviously, they thought Toronto might be making a move at Shohei, giving them the clear division favorites. Without that move, I think that favorite might go back to Baltimore, and they get a guy that's proven himself that can be a Cy Young contender like Dylan Cease to add to that, that rotation. 
and truly be their ace, um, it really makes them contenders and the favorites for the AL East. Yeah, Cease yeah. definitely has an ace caliber arsenal. Um, uh, his best pitch has really been his slider. He kind of lost it last year, uh, kind of flattened out on it, didn't have that same bite from two years ago. But I think if he's able to regain that slider, still spin his fastball at the level he's been doing it, uh, I definitely think he'll um, be a good piece for any team that's willing to uh, sign him. Uh, James, I'm just going to pick back what you said. I think the Yankees are just come out of the AL East, possibly the AL. I think their pitching rotation is going to live up to expectations. Obviously, they acquired Alex Verdugo and Juan Soto back-to-back days, so the bats are there, lefty power. And back to Dylan Cease, I feel like he's just one good pitching coach from being that ace, being that Tyler Glasnow, being that kind of, you know, a pitcher – Obviously, he struggled with the command, 4.18 ERA, 200 strikeouts. I feel like those first five innings of Dylan Seasball, beautiful. But when once he gets to that sixth inning, I feel like it all just blows up on him. You know, he has two walks in an inning, just one big hit away from potentially being that ERA lowering from one. Uh, this Obviously, this deal is going to be waiting on Yoshinobu Yamamoto to sign. Hopefully, gets with the Yankees. Hopefully... Dylan Cease, I have him going to the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, what they've done with pitchers is great. Like, Spencer Strider could be mustache bros like Coach Wads. Uh, the the coach, the coaches kind of have a way with pitchers. Like I said, with L.A., uh, what do you guys think of Dylan Cease going to Atlanta? Yeah, I think um, Rick Cran is one of the best pitching coaches in the league. So what he's been able to do with Spencer Strider, what he's been able to do with um, other guys like Ian Anderson. So I think um, – Pairing up in Atlanta will be a good fit for Cease. Yeah, well, if he goes to Atlanta, it's just another case of a big market player to a big market team. I stick with this Baltimore point because that rotation truly needs that one guy. You've had a breakout from uh, British, and, I mean, you got guys like Grayson Rodriguez finally coming up, and they have solid rotation guys, but they're missing that true ace. They have great bats. They're a great team, good chemistry. So um, what can go wrong with Dylan Cease up in Baltimore? And he's he's not really a rental. He's got two years left on his arbitration deal. He's 27 years old. His deal is probably going to look like what Strowman, maybe Jordan Montgomery is going to get this offseason. I mean, what are some players that could probably surprise you getting traded? Not not named on these. Well, hold on. Uh, Cease is significantly better than Strowman and Montgomery, and I think he – We'll get a he gets much more. bigger deal than both of those guys. Yeah, I think I think Montgomery stays with Texas. I think uh, the World Series run definitely um, bolstered his opinion of the franchise, and I think he wants to stay in Texas. It all just depends on what Yamamoto does uh, because he's really holding up this market right now. No really starting pitcher assigned. The NL Cy Young, Blake Snell hasn't even signed yet. So Yamamoto is holding up this market. But he's got a, he's got a case to, you know, the best free agent pitcher on this market – one of the best arsenals, you know, with that slider and that fastball that features up 99. Uh, just what else do we have to talk about? Well, I mean, that kind of is every guy that really covers the whole trade market at the moment. However, there could be moves throughout the entire offseason. You've just seen minor guys get moved around like um, Matt Carpenter and just other, you know, smaller guys that can be bench bats for a team. As long as every big name, um, that could be it for the moment. Uh, other guys could come in around in the coming months and get moved preseason. Uh, what's one move that can just, just surprise you, just blow you out of the open? Well, I think 
One would be just a Dylan Cease move, just in general. I well, mean, this one's expected though. Like, what's one move you can just you couldn't imagine just happening, but it's gonna you think it's gonna happen? Well, I don't really see any unexpected move coming. However, you saw at the beginning of the off season, a couple of uh, Mike Trout reports coming out. Uh, if he went to the Dodgers, I think fans of you know the Angels and just all the other twenty eight teams would, I mean, just riot at the Dodgers. I mean, you build a team with Mike Trout. I mean, so many other guys, that Dodgers team would break baseball and it would be something we had never seen before. It's not going to happen, but it would have been a crazy move for a multi-time MVP to team up with the greatest team baseball seen in a long time. I think Corbin Burns gets moved. I don't think Milwaukee has the money to keep him. I think they can get prospects for Corbin Burns. Uh, I think it would be a surprise to me if he gets traded. I think if a team like the Yankees just miss out on Yamamoto, I expect him to be you know, aggressive in trying to get Dylan Cease, aggressive in trying to be contenders in that rotation. Obviously, they lost Michael King, as I previously said. Corbin Burns can get traded. Connor, what are your surprises? Well, I think the Mets are another team you have to look at. Really haven't made any major deals offseason. Obviously, met with Yamamoto a couple of times, so... I expect the Mets to um, make a big splash within the next couple of weeks. You have a smaller market team like Arizona as well. They were in the World Series last year. And, I mean, who wouldn't want, you know, just a guy that can really beef up that pitch and rotation, give them someone great to work with. And that could be, you know, a free agent. Like, I have Marcus Stroman going there. Or, you know, it could be a big trade like Dylan Cease, Corbin Burns, just really any other pitcher on that market. I do think the Diamondbacks make a move for a pitcher at some point. And the last thing I'll talk about, of these three guys, which person, which player, excuse me, thrives with their new team? I mean, I think you really have to look at Glasnow. Instead of him just being like the guy somewhere, he joins this Dodgers team where, yes, he won't have as much focus on him, but maybe that's better for him in a team where you just have a number one and just multiple number ones that line up going every day. And you'll see him just probably thrive just a little bit undercover with all those arms in L.A., all those bats in L.A. But I do think he'll have a great season, pick up a lot of wins, have a solid ERA, and she should get through the season healthy. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Juan Soto makes the biggest splash. Uh, his bat obviously plays in Yankee Stadium with the short porch, and obviously being a Yankee is um, something he's always wanted. So I think um, Juan Soto will definitely put up 40-plus home runs, 100-plus RBIs, and if uh, he's able to put close to a 300 batting average, I think that's definitely a MVP-caliber season. Yeah, I have Juan Soto being the best move here, not really being biased, but as you said, Connor, his bat plays in Yankee Stadium, I think. You know, he's always wanted to be a Yankee. It's something something different when you put on the pinstripes. And you think when players want to become a Yankee who, you know, or stars who can just take the heat and just embrace the love as New York has done. I think Juan Soto thrives in New York. I think the Yankees going to make a big run. And let me see 28. Uh, guys, that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you on the next one.